This is Passing for Normal, conversations with artists, activists, and awakeners about how they are seeding change in the world. I'm your host, Sharon Weil, author of Donnie and Ursula Save the World and the new book, Changeability, a work of nonfiction exploring how to navigate change with more effectiveness and ease. How do you find courage? How do you become more effective in navigating change? Find out when you join us for fun and insightful discussion with some very inspirational people about how to turn purpose and passion into action, while at the same time, passing for normal. Hello and welcome to Passing for Normal, Season 2, where my guests are the incredible Camille Maureen and Rachel Lang. In season one of our show, I spoke with a number of fascinating change makers and change writers, not only about the incredible work they were doing in the world, but also about how they do it. How is it that they are so brave or so resourceful, so helpful or remain so hopeful in the face of disappointing setbacks? Their wise answers to me became part of a new book, Changeability, How Artists, Activists, and Awakeners Navigate Change, and inspired me to deeply contemplate the very nature of change and how best to meet change in this fast, ever-changing world. In the book, I identify seven principles for change, whether initiating change, inspiring change, or adapting to existing change. These principles are interdependent and all are present in how we navigate the personal and public changes of our lives. So what I want to do now is go back and engage the very guests that inspired my thinking about change, to go back to them and deepen our discussions about these principles in Passing for Normal, the Changeability series. Spark fire is what lights us up. It's the heat, the enthusiasm, the passion that ignites us to meet change and make change, often burning through our resistances and fears. The principle of spark fire gives us the compelling reason about why we want to make a change or are willing to go through the perhaps difficult steps to get there. If your compelling reason is love or attraction or even compassion, that's the principle of spark fire. It's what gives us courage, sustains our hope, and fuels our concerted efforts on behalf of ourselves, others, or our world, even in the face of impasse, disappointment, or when we miss the mark. Camille Maureen and Rachel Lang are both women who each are completely lit up with spark fire and help others to find their fire, their passion, and their tender compassion to live from that place of an aligned, embodied, impassioned life. Welcome, Camille and Rachel. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here with you and uh, Camille. Thank you so much. Also, very excited to be with you, Rachel and and Sharon, my friend. Yes, well, I, I so enjoyed the uh, the podcast conversation that I had with each of you separately, and so I'm especially Uh, interested in bringing you two together and see what comes. But first, before we get into it, I want to just tell our listeners a little bit about each of you. Camille Maureen is a meditation and movement mentor, a performing artist and co-author of Meditation Secrets for Women, Discovering Your Passion, Pleasure, and Inner Peace, and Meditation 24-7. Camille's unique approach to inner exploration and creativity integrates fields of meditation, yoga, dance, and theater. 
She offers global teleseminars and teacher trainings in feminine spiritual empowerment and embodiment and travels the world along with her husband, Dr. Lauren Roche, giving meditation and embodiment workshops and retreats. Rachel Lang is a gifted intuitive healer and astrologer. She offers intuitive astrology readings, meditation groups, and individual and group healing sessions to an international client base of individuals, small businesses, and corporations. She hosts a weekly astrology show, Blissen Up, and writes a monthly column for Livebox magazine. She teaches workshops and speaks internationally, helping people connect with their spiritual purpose and locating themselves in change. So, the two of you, let's jump in. Great. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, in the book, from the interviews that we had in the book, you were both featured in a section called Spark Fire. And so when we talk about spark fire, we're talking about heat, passion, eros, purpose. So how do each of you define spark fire? Uh, Either one of us? Yes, either one of us. For me, sparking fire means staying very close to the pulse of my own inner energies. Mm-hmm. Staying close to the heart, which is often characterized as a, an organ of fire, uh, sort of metaphorically. But there's also that sense of uh, that my inspiration, currents of inspiration that come from what I love, what I love about life, the sense of awe and wonder, and also uh, the challenges, the challenges of intimacy with another in relationship, the challenges of uh, expressing myself fully, and of uh, finding a way, a creative way to bring that into uh, embodiment so that it can be communicated and shared and have that um, deep, deep pleasure of communion with not only myself, with life itself, but with others. It's very, uh, very much a desire, following that current of desire, heart's mm-hmm. desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and I, I agree. I, I'm totally agreeing with you i feel like it is something that bur- there's there is a sensation of like almost like a, a burning in the heart mm. um it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a it's a kind of a deep sense of of uh emotions like a, there's a pulse point that i think you feel when you feel passionate about something when you feel a really strong emotion and and so for me, sparking fire is, is listening and paying attention to that pulse that's inside and trusting that if I'm feeling it, then for myself, and I'm feeling a, 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 a deep level of emotion, and I move forward toward that and don't get afraid of it and don't shut it down and don't suppress it or don't repress it, if I move toward that pulse, then I trust that someone else is feeling that same pulse, and maybe it's a pulse 
that's 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 kind of vibrating in the world and so and so you know that can happen i mean i think you can spark fire personally um, developing relationships moving towards something that you feel passionate about um, and when you do that when you follow that pulse personally then you're 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 helping to shift the pulse of the world um, and when you follow it publicly and you kind of you know you 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 get active in a movement or you um, you want to facilitate some kind of social change then you're going to connect with others who are feeling that same thing so so I think it starts with a sensation something's something burns inside and that's what it feels like in the heart. Hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So you each work with hundreds and hundreds of people, both on an individual basis and on a group basis. Um, do you feel that passion, that this heat, that this spark, that this purpose is something that we have to find or is it something that exists within us already that we just need to uncover? Well, I would well, definitely say, oh, yes. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I would definitely say that it, it already exists within everyone and that in some cases it has been covered over uh, that is one issue. And the other issue is uh, that it's very intense <laughs> to mm -hmm. feel passion. Mm -hmm. Very, uh, it's, it's a challenge to embrace how intense and urge, uh, urging within us and, and, and um, uh, profound that movement is. So there, there's both uh, sides of that where it's been covered over uh, buried, um, shamed, um, mm -hmm. somehow not okay to feel and, and embody and express, not safe in some way, or that it's so so intense we we really have, you know, to practice the great art of managing, our, uh, to open and embrace and then allow that energy to circulate in healthful and uh, creative ways. That's right, because, you know, so often people are talking about, you know, wanting to find more passion and find more engagement, but that, you know, it really can be too much, <laughs> you know, too much to handle. We have to build a tolerance for those kinds of intense sensations or to be able to find a way to focus it or challenge it, right, uh, channel it. Um, in a way that uh, we can let it um, put it to use rather than burning us up. Mm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I think that there, that you that when you feel that intensity, you all, you're kind of walking a lot a fine line between um, between uh, you know like letting it like letting it consume you or going like like feeding it or shutting it down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the relation, like you have to build a relationship with fear um, because, because a lot of times what happens is when fear, when, when that passion stirs up, it, it can, it can feel in your body a lot like 
uh, like uh, anxiety or like this, like, like, like it can, it can feel, um, you know, like, as you were saying, like a little bit overwhelming and, and that's when our fears and our resistances come up. So I think it's also like in, when that occurs, we have to sort of find ways to, to negotiate between these, these differentiating, differentiating forces. I completely agree with that. Yes, Rachel. I would add that sometimes it shows up not only as fear, but as a kind of anger, um, what is, what's experienced as anger, the sort of perhaps it's something that we care about so much, uh, for example, something environment, you know, an environmental issue or something like that, that there can be um, a strong need to do something about that situation or uh, to provide an antidote to something that is difficult. And, and embracing that quality, um, getting underneath even the presenting issue and being able to ride the fury, mm-hmm. ride the, uh, the dragon of that much passion and intensity is also really an art. And in in all these cases, to me, it's uh, it's about learning how to tend ourselves on a really primary embodied level, as mm-hmm. well as the emotional level, and and uh, as well as how I'm thinking about myself and the world. And that's where like a daily practice really comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think I mean, if you look at the quality of fire fire wants to spread it wants to move it it wants to catch other things on fire <laughs> and so and so I, 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 yeah. good. Uh, it, it, and it can be it can be really uh it can be really stunning there's a dance to it um but it can also be really destructive and so and so that right. daily practice helps to to kind of keep keep the fire focused yes and, you know, just to say personally, that was the reason that my, uh, one, the depths of my creative passion uh, took me a while to embrace because uh, historically, and, some, and this is true for many people, perhaps somewhere in their life, in my case, it was my, you know, the fire dance between my parents and my mother's crashing and burning in many different ways. So I didn't want to become that, and I put a you know tremendous lid on on that energy. That that energy, uh, trying you know being overly uh, concerned about how it might come out as a kind of violence or something like that. And mm. so it, it it was quite a journey really uh, to transmute that into creativity. And that, to me, is like such a powerful principle to feel the movement of these energies inside of us as creativity itself and inspiration and ultimately love, what we love, what we care about, what yeah. matters. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that the biggest compelling reason 
for doing anything and you know because this conversation is about change so you know for any reason of of entering into change has to do with love whether it's you know a personal love that's directed towards like on behalf of a person your your partner your child your parent or you know a greater sense of love but we we work on behalf of what we love even when we get angry and impassioned about you know it brings up the fight in us. It's because of what we love. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. And, yeah, and I, you know, I think when I, I, I've, I've had this experience too. Whenever I, you know, for example, you know, as, as you explained, Sharon, I'm, I'm an astrologer, and and this is something that is not that was not okay, not acceptable for my family, like my my parents. They were like, oh, we hate this, but it's. <laughs> But, you know, and, and literally, they still do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, you know, the, 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 whenever I'm working with clients, I, I, I can see, um, I can see how, how this, this, the, my role as an astrologer, like, really does help make a difference. And my love for it kind of pulled, has always pulled me forward into it. And so, you know, by, by not, and I, there were years when I shut it down, when I was like, nope, you can't do this. This is too, this is too weird. This is too outside of the mainstream. This is too outside the box. Don't ruffle anybody's feathers. Don't make anybody angry. And, and living in that way created such a compression mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. inside of my own body, but in also in every area of my life that it, it, you know, that life just there was a deep, deep sadness and a, and a spiritual suffering, um, and I think that's what happens for all of us when we ignore um, or or try to contain our fire. Um, but when we when we let it when we let it out, and in your book you talk about creating discipline around that, um, and when when we when we create some discipline and and find ways to to in, to live into that. And to um, and to keep following that love and that passion and that fire within ourselves, then all of a sudden doors start opening, and the people that you thought you were going to make mad or or upset, they start coming back around, and maybe not in the exact way that you want them to, but in ways that um, that that sort of challenge their own fears and spark fire and allow them to move into their own, their own sense of passion, their own desires and their own love. So it's sort of contagious when you embody that courage Mm -hmm. to move forward into your love, into your passion, and you let that drive, then others in your life start reflecting that back to you. Yes, because sometimes, um, when, uh, you're in your passion, uh, you get resistance from people around you because it reflects back to them how they are not. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes it also reflects back to you, your own fears. So, you know, so, you know, if, if, if others in in your life say something, or, you know, like if, for example, if, if my, if, if I hear some kind of criticism about something that I'm passionate about or about what I'm doing, then I have to look inside and say, is that if that if that is triggered, if that sparks some kind of emotion within me, then that is a belief that I'm holding that it's time to let go. Right, right. 
because, you know, we're often so vulnerable, even in our passion, even, you know, the passion that has a fire and fuel and intensity, we can be very vulnerable in that. Oh, exquisitely, excruciatingly vulnerable and tender. I think that there's a dance between the empowerment of being in touch with our passion and the incredible vulnerability, that those are partners. And every time mm-hmm. I step forward in any uh, embodied expression, any time I, sh- I become more visible or more, uh, my voice is heard more, there's a, mm-hmm. you know, that's extremely empowering and needed. But at the same time, very often, there's a, that's, a, that's exposure and brings up all of the issues of the intimacy and and relationship and will I be, you know, what will happen and will I be, you know, burned at the stake. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, right. Yeah, you know it's interesting. So I, I did I did some research on the witch trials of the of the Middle Ages and, and or the early mm. modern period in particular, and I think we all still carry that in our collective consciousness. You know, we also carry that um, the fear of 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 getting burned, of our pa- our passion, our fire, our our arrows being so strong that we get shut down. Because mm. I think it happens in subtle ways. Yes. I certainly carry that. In fact, I did a performance piece once where I was being burnt at the stake as a witch. And um, it, uh, yeah, it lives in me. It lives in so many of us in different forms, right? Mm-hmm. The ways in which we will be destroyed for our, yeah. for our passion or for being just for being seen, not even in our passion, but just for being seen for who we are. Right. And uh, Can I go back? Just a second to something that Camille said um, yeah. just a, a, a little while ago. So, Camille, you talked about about the about the fire, the passion being being connected and tied into creativity and the creative process, right? Um, yes. And and I and I, I think I think that you know that when you look at when I think about creating or I think about about um, that experience of 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 making something happen. I, I think that you know that that you know on an on an astro- I think in terms of astrology. So I'm always going to go into that place. No apologies but, necessary. Know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's interesting because what the first the first sign the the very the zero degree sign of of the of our of our zodiac is Aries. It's a fire sign, and it's a cardinal fire sign. It's an initiating cardinal sign. And, 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 and a lot of times if you, if you meet an Aries or if you experience an Aries, sometimes they, they kind of take a step forward and, and, may, and do something, take an action or, or say something, and you, and you kind of, it looks impulsive or it looks like, what, did you really think about that before you did that? <laughs> um, and, 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 and so, and, but, that, but what, what an Aries does that I think is so remarkable, and, and so, it's, you know, it's, it's, there is a creative element to, to that, um, but what an Aries, Aries does that is so remarkable is that they, have, they don't judge it. They, they move forward and say, this is going to work or this is not going to work. And then they kind of readjust. And I think that's what you're talking about too, Sharon, in terms of like how fire can be playful. It's not judge- this energy, this, this passion isn't about judgment. It's about curiosity. It's about what would happen if I did this. 
And I think that's one way, curiosity, playfulness is one way that, that we can relate to any fears or resistances that come up when we do fire, fire up our passion and we do feel it and live into it and go into that creative process. Oh, I'm so glad you brought up play um, because that is the dance, Camille, that you you know are often referring to. It's the, it's the willingness to try. It's the willingness to see. It's the willingness to be light about what might feel heavy or bound you know, when Rachel, you're talking about, you know, we have to create a relationship to fear. Well, you know, a relationship can be just to acknowledge that it exists and then play. Mm-hmm. What would happen if? And, and it's such a primary instinct that we have. We see it in children. We see it in animals. That's how they learn. You know, it's, uh, and, and also for some of us who may tend to be overly serious, as I was, <laughs> remembering that element of play. Uh, it was so freeing, so very freeing. And I have to say that everything that I have ever created from, you know, finding my own uh, work to share through my early dance classes and and then in performances and, and, and even in writing, it's it has to have that, it's more, uh, it's like an experiment. And... Mm, Sometimes there's the uh, dynamic in us where, as, as with my case, I would just, like, put it out there. You know, I, I, I kind of gutsy that way, I, mm-hmm. I noticed. Mm-hmm. And, yes, you are. And then and I just you know, kind of make that. it up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's why the idea of improv has been so um, valuable, mm-hmm. <laughs> improvising with it all. Just throw it out there and, and explore and feel what is it like to em, em, actually embody and experience go deeper, excavate, um, find something of, of meaning and value and something enlivening, for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, of course, there would be an aftermath. Every, pretty much every time I do some, you know, something, and maybe less now than before, I always do a debrief. Like my psyche has to like review everything. And, of course, that's um, another challenge of expression and creativity mm-hmm. as well as being in love being in love being in relationship you know that the way that we may have to um oh surrender kind of let go give it as an offering and uh those who resonate with it will resonate with it and those who don't may not and to to let it be that way that uh, if I think that I have to satisfy every possible reader, or, I mean, I try, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> or mm-hmm. if I'm doing a performance, make it something that, you know, everybody in the audience can resonate with and re- relate to in some way. I try, believe me. But I also can't let that uh, uh, narrow or limit what I'm what I'm embodying and, and expressing. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, that's where the, that's another level of the courage. We don't know how it's going to re- how it's going to be received. We don't know how our love is going to be received by another. And you know, to love itself is so courageous. So I just took a little right turn there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's all the same it's all the same um, movement and and it comes back to the willingness to play the willingness to discover the willingness to uh, be innocent um and to uh and to just um to make mistakes to make mistakes right so-called mistakes quote unquote right well i think that that's part of you know, that, that surrender process is also letting go of any expectations. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes the most, you know, like my, sometimes the experiences I've had where, where I've, I've been in love and it hasn't been reciprocated, that opens me up in some ways. And I could either go into the, oh my God, this feels so amazing. I am completely and totally feeling things I haven't felt in a long time. Um, I could either go into the openness and experience of that or I could go into shutting it down because it doesn't feel safe to not have that energy reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the feeling that you have when you're in that space and you're in love and you feel passion is so amazing that that's being alive, you know? And, and so I think that that is a cult. Like I, what I work on, on with my clients so much is like, how can you feel that life? How can you feel, you know, so in, in the intensity um, and let go of this need to have to have everything work out the way that you need to have it work out or that you think it should work out. Sometimes the feeling itself is what is the purpose of, of any of, of it all. I, I so re- <clears throat> excuse me, I so resonate with what you're saying, Rachel. And uh, another layer here, because part of a, a big stream of what I offer are meditation practices and and an approach to meditation that is so um, it's about bringing loving awareness to ourselves and whatever we're experiencing ultimately and of calling upon the larger field of life and love our connection to Mm -hmm. that bigger picture that is always holding us and always uh, moving through us in its nourishing and enlivening and um, inspiring way so that it's that that is what actually helps that letting go I think is that mm-hmm. it there, there's something bigger where we're, we're held we're relating to that is existential mm-hmm. and doesn't depend uh, as much on that other person and at the same time uh I can't just uh, whitewash my grief or disappointment, you know, that, that, but I can come to meet it with my own tenderness, my own tender love, loving touch with myself and of being held by the earth and being embraced and uh, welcomed by the vastness of the sky, this cosmos, this universe, you know, it gets very global and and very cosmic but at the same time it's it's real uh, with every breath we're in communion with those forces of life and love those that that larger field and body of nature mm-hmm. yeah i think you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right and and it is the depth of feeling often whether it's disappointment or love or excitement or whatever that is that i think connects us uh, or reinforces that connection that's already there mm. to mm. the to the cosmos, to the earth, to other other people. 
Mm-hmm. It's like almost like a trans. I, I I kind of think about it in terms of, you know, a, a transcendence so deep within that it moves us into connection uh, out, uh, whether that's up, mm-hmm. um, you know, toward the divine or out toward uh, our created reality. Yes. Right. We're filled up with it, and then there's a natural generosity that wants to in some way give back, mm-hmm. express, uh, give gratitude. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Well, I can't believe it, but but our time is up. Wow. <laughs> we have danced, played, sparked, um, breathed through this conversation, which has just been so full of enlivenment. Um, <laughs> and uh, I so appreciate this coming together of... Um, of your just heartfelt understanding of how this all works <laughs> and your continued exploration of how this all works. So before we um, finish, I'd like each of you, if you would, to tell our listeners uh, where they can find you, where they can find out more about you, how they can get in touch with you. I'm sure they're going to want to. So Camille, why don't you start? Thank you, Sharon. Um, the best way to reach me is through my website, which is basically just my name, CamilleMaureen.com, and it's C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-A-U-R-I-N-E.com. And there you will see uh, lots of offerings, including uh, videos of performances and, and uh, meditations and uh, a lot of uh, opportunities to get in the flow of the Meditation Secrets for Women process or various things that we offer from time to time, uh, things that I do with by myself and things that I do with my lover and husband, Dr. Lauren Roche, mm-hmm. and the Radiance Sutras, which is his translation of an ancient yoga text. Gorgeous, sensuous, Gorgeous. poetic. So that's the best way to reach me, and uh, there you can also contact me at my email, cm, my initials, at camillemaureen.com. Wonderful, thanks. And, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to speak oh. over. Um, uh, but my, my website is blissenup.com, and that's bliss, B-I-L-B-L-I-S-S-E-N-U-P.com. You can also, I'm also on every social media platform, Instagram, Listen Up, uh, um, Twitter, uh, Rachel Lang 11, and Facebook, and, you know, I'm, 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 I try to get, I try to reach all those, all those uh, platforms. Wow, I'm impressed. I only do Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel knows how to so get. So find me on Facebook, too. Yeah. Rachel knows yeah. how to be connected. Well, um. Thank you both so much for this conversation, for our earlier conversations, for your participation in the book Changeability, and for the ways in which you meet the movement of change in the world and in life. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for having, having me on your show, us on your show. What deep pleasure.
and fun to be with you both. Thank you. Thank you. To be continued. This has been Passing for Normal, conversations about seeding change in the world. To find out more about author Sharon Weil, go to SharonWeilAuthor.com. You can also find out more about Changeability, the book, and about all of the guests featured in this podcast at that website. Large or small, go out today and make a brave change. Whether creating something new or responding to a changing world, navigating change is the new stability.